Hey, yo, 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 it's your boy YF Dizzy, and you watching the Red Pill Experience at the new time, 8 p.m., and I'm coming live from FBRN.US, Globe Life Park, and it's a wonderful day. I'm feeling good. I got some shit that I want to talk to y'all about, but first, I want to thank my boy Lero on that new song. It seems to be getting a good reception, so if you ain't heard it yet, it's called Get Rich by YF Dizzy, which is me, Lero, and King Malik. Go check it out on either Spotify or YouTube, Apple Music. Just look it up. It's a pretty good song. Well, I've been told. I think all my songs is good, except like my older ones because, you know, progression and all that. But that's besides the point. Today, we got some good topics. And I want to talk about childhood traumas because it seems like most of us had a less than perfect childhood I haven't met one person who said, like, yeah, I just had the best childhood. I ain't had no problems. You know, both my parents stayed together my whole life. And maybe it's just where I'm from. It's more common from where I'm from. I'm from Arlington. And, you know, everybody has seemed to have childhood traumas. But here's the thing. We have to take responsibility for things that we are not responsible for. I know that sounds retarded, but... We have to take responsibility for things we are not responsible for. All of us have childhood traumas. It's not our fault. We are not responsible. But if we want to grow and become a better person and make the world better, then we have to take responsibility for something we're not responsible. It's not your fault that your dad left when you were young, so you never grew up with a male role model in your life so you never learn how to become a man how to maybe you know use tools or how to drive or how to pick up women or how to associate yourself in in a certain way to make success but it is your responsibility to become the type of person that is going to learn those things so you can pass it down to your son because i don't know if you've seen that i posted today that we need we need men to step up, the fathers in particular, because we are literally setting the example for the next generation of families. We're seeing what done happened. The family dynamic done fucked up, and all of us are witness to it. But we have to step up as men, and I, I know I call out women a lot, but as men, we have to be the first ones to hold ourselves accountable and hold each other accountable on top of that. And... Like, we have to be responsible for things that aren't our fault. It's not your fault that your mom had you young and she was immature and she didn't know how to really parent you the right way. But it is your responsibility to overcome that trauma. It's your responsibility to find a way, read some books, uh, go find a therapist, find a, a group of people who think the same and can help you overcome that because guess what if you don't fix what's already wrong then you're just gonna pass it down to your kids and is that what you want to do you want a next generation of people to have to deal with your trauma and now you traumatizing them because you ain't dealt with it because guess what it wasn't my fault it was my parents fault they the ones that made me like this they the ones that are responsible for me like being like this it's not your fault but it's your responsibility. And that's the thing that I like to emphasize is we are all responsible for our life. Once you get out your parents' house, you're responsible for you. Even if you're at your parents' house, once you turn 18, you're responsible for you. There's no reason for you to have excuses anymore. 
And that's something that's very popular now is everybody wants to be a victim. Everybody wants to be a victim. And me, I have certain things that I could be like, yeah, this happened in my life. I didn't grow up with my dad. You know, I lived in a low-income neighborhood. I didn't really have lunch money sometimes. But I don't want to be a victim because guess what? If I'm a victim, that doesn't really mean that I'm a winner. No winner has a victim mentality. Show me one. Pull up one winner that has a victim mentality. You can't find one. So that's why as humans, as an adult that wants to make this world better, you have to be responsible for things that aren't your fault. And I know it doesn't sound fair, but hey, you always hear the term, life ain't fair. And that's what we got to deal with. So take responsibility for things that ain't your fault. It ain't your fault that your parents had you young and now you broke, you can't eat lunch and, you know, you 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 have a debt at lunch and you can't even grab it out the line and you go home, you got to go sleep with a glass of milk and even if that. But it is your responsibility to not let your children go through that or not your cousin or your little brother or whatever. It is your responsibility to make this world better because if you just taking up space, what are you doing? What is the purpose of that? Tell me. Being on your phone, looking at memes, going to work, and just coming home and going to sleep is not a life. We need to strive towards something. And that's why I like to preach something that I've been doing recently that's been holding me way more accountable is the the 12-week year. So basically... We have 12 months in a year, and people like to underestimate what they could accomplish in a year. But if you break it down week by week, what you need to accomplish, you honestly get way more done. Each week, I have, I need to invest this much this week. And this week, I'm going to pay bills, so I can't invest that week. And then this week, you know, I get to buy a course or something like that. And you can do it the same way if you're trying to lose weight. First week, I'm trying to lose two pounds. Next week, two pounds. The week after that, two pounds. And guess, by doing small steps, you could reach a goal way faster. Instead of, because I feel like this is a problem that most of us have. Most of us dream about doing things, but we never get started because we feel like the task is way bigger than what it is. How do you run a mile? You move your right foot up, and then you replace that with your left foot. And then on and on until, you know, first it's 10 yards and it's 20 yards and until you get to a mile. It's step by step. And that's how we need to coordinate our our 12-week year in order to accomplish your goals in a faster manner. Because I'm, go- I'm not going to lie. Whenever I don't plan out my goals, I, I, I slack off like everybody else. I was talking to my mentor, uh, Elliot Host, and I was like, hey, how come sometimes... I feel like I'm going 100 miles per hour, and then I just stop. And he was telling me, he said, sometimes there's seasons for everything. Just like there's spring, there's summer, and winter in in nature, same thing in our life. Spring and summer is when the harvest is growing, and fall is when we get to pick it, and winter is when everything is dead. Same thing with our life. Sometimes it's going to be summer in our life, and we're going to be running really, really hot. We're going to be going 100 miles per hour. And sometimes 
it's going to be winter in our life and we're not going to feel like we want to do anything. But whenever you plan and go, you know, you already plan ahead of time, you can set yourself right back on track. You don't have to stay off track because that's something that happens to a lot of us. How many of you have started something or wanted to start something and you did all the research and then you just stopped? And you never look back again. And people are like, hey, man, weren't you doing this, this, and that? And you're like, yeah, I'm still doing that. Because in your mind, you feel like you're still doing that. That's part of your plan. But you don't have no concrete goal to really get that in motion. And that's just one of the things that I have. And that comes more with the red pill mindset is just don't be... I don't want to use regular, but don't conform to all these rules that society has. Be your own person. You don't got to follow what Twitter says. You don't got to follow what Facebook says. Honestly, if I didn't have my show, I would delete all my social media accounts. I don't know if y'all noticed, but now I I just post and go. And it's not because I don't care about seeing y'all's life. It's just... For me, social media is a it's a toxic place. But what up, Jay King? I appreciate you tuning in. And yeah, I'm in uh, Yo Elliot's uh, program. It's honestly life changing. I'm on one of the steps where it says, "Thou shalt stop." And what basically that step was is is you shouldn't just do everything. If what well, the problem we have now is. If you see a donut, you want to eat the donut. If you see a girl, you want to go F the girl, even if you have a girl. If, you know, if you want to be lazy, you choose to be lazy. But we need, as especially as men, we need to have a standard and just guidelines and rigidity in our life. And we've lost that. The more that we've moved away from religion and tradition, people don't really have standards and guidelines to live by. And that's why our society is just getting weaker, softer, is what guidelines are you following? What rules in your life do you follow to live your life? What rules do you follow? That's very important. We need to have some sort of authority. And if I was younger, I would join the military because that is a great place where man could go and they have an authority. They have a a superior above them that they either, you know, have to show respect or they do respect. Not compared to a job. In your job, you got bosses, you got managers. But most of the time, most of them be like, man, fuck what that boss say. I don't give a fuck. And that's because we, most of us haven't learned respect. And that comes from the men not being in the household. And that is one of my biggest missions in life now is just to promote being a dad. Because... I don't know. It's not bad. It's honestly the most important thing in my life because I know I'm molding this young man to be the next leader of our world. My question, I have a question. Why are people so quick to have kids but not to get married to somebody? We see the marriage rate, the marriage rate has dropped a lot, especially for my generation, it's just completely dry. I know I've seen that 50% of people get divorced, but 50% of people don't. And at the same time, if you're above $250,000 in income, 
the the marriage uh the divorce rate drops below 30 percent. so it, i feel like it's really the type of person you are but i'm getting uh sidetracked on that but speaking of marriage i'm about to have a big bombshell for the guys on here girls you could you could uh ladies you could take this advice also if you want and it's not on a attack on woman this is just literally what it is there is no such thing as the one you can make somebody the one somebody could come into your life and y'all can have a harmonious life and perfect match for each other and everything but that doesn't mean that they're the only person in the world that you could be with like that I'm not saying you should be out here searching for everybody all the time to see ooh can I upgrade can I upgrade but there is no such thing as the one. So let, let me tell y'all a story real quick. So there was a guy, right? And he was about 19. And him and his girl, they were both 19. He was finna join the military, go off to college. But it turns out he got his girl pregnant. He got his girl pregnant. And everybody just assumed that... He was finna dip, go do his thing, cause he already had his plan set, and he wasn't gonna be moved off his path. But guess what? He stuck around. He stuck around and did the the right thing that we're told as men, and it is the right thing to stick around and build a family with somebody you made a kid with. But I'm telling you why there's no such thing as the one. He stuck around, right? And he builds his life with this lady. They have a couple of kids. And he has a decent paying job, probably, you know, around six figures, which is better than most of us is doing. And he has a six-figure job. The kids grow. They're about 13, 14. And then his wife leaves him. Because why? She met this dude who was a millionaire. And that is textbook hypergamy. And I don't talk about hypergamy in a negative way because hypergamy is just a real thing. And for those that don't know, hypergamy means that a woman is looking to always move up. I'm not saying she's always on a constant search, but if she becomes too comfortable in her situation and there's somebody better than you, she's going to move up. But that's a good thing if you on your mission and you the top dude, that means they all coming to you. So it could work to your advantage and disadvantage. If you just okay with being average, hypergamy is going to hit you. And your girl is going to leave. But his, let me get back to the story. His girl leaves. And he ends up killing himself. Because why? Because his whole life, he dedicated his life to raising these kids, doing the right thing, sticking around with this girl, not going to college, not joining the military, things that was going to benefit him. Why? Because... He thought this was the one. I need to stick with her. I need to work it out. And guess what? Six months later, she was married to the millionaire. Did she kill him? No. He chose to kill himself. But there are catalysts in somebody's life because he had no depression before that. Before they broke up, he had no depression. He wasn't sad. He wasn't angry. He wasn't even thinking about killing himself. But... He did after the fact because his life was done. That's what he figured. His whole life was revolving around this woman and raising these kids. And now it just was gone because a millionaire showed up 
and took him. And it wasn't like he was a broke dude. He was making six figures. That's what I'm telling you. Hypergamy, monkey branching is a real thing. Be aware of it. And I, and I'll be completely honest with you guys. I love my lady. I see myself being with her to the end of time, you know, and building a family. Have we have our second kid on the way, which is great. But I told her, I said, I know you ain't, you are not my highest priority in my life. First is me. Then is my career or whatever I'm doing in my life, pursuing my career. And then it's you. Why? Because if I have you first, what does that make me? My whole sole purpose in life is to chase you and to make you happy? What about me? What am I doing in my life to make me happy? What am I doing in my life to make me great to have you attracted to me? Attraction doesn't work that way. We've been, a lot of us, a lot of us have been raised by single mothers. And no fault of their own, but they raise men to be what they think they want in a man. Men, women don't know what they want in a man. They think they know what they want in a man. So they raise their young men to be soft-spoken, to be gentlemen, open the door, don't ever disrespect a woman. You know, you need to buy her flowers, you need to buy her this, this and that. But that that's not what works. Chasing... As a man, you're not supposed to be chasing women. They're, they chase you. And that's what's messed up in our society. Too many men are focused on chasing their booty and nothing in life. What are you chasing in life? What's your goals? What's your, where your money coming from? What's your ambitions besides booty? And then you wonder why these women don't want you. If you this is what's the crazy thing. Women hate average dudes so much they would rather be a side chick to a top dude than be a loyal chick to a, to an average dude. That's why you've seen it. We've all seen it. A girl is with a nice dude, takes care of the bills, might not make it a lot. He's average in the looks, you know, probably let himself go a little bit. But he, he's, he's an honest man, takes care of his life, takes care of his wife, but she's unhappy. And then you have beautiful women out here that are content, ecstatic, being the side chick. What does that show you? Women don't want an average dude. That's why you have to be your top self. And now, something that I've been promoting is celibacy. Retain your juices, man. Because, one, it benefits you. It's basically your power, your chi. Retain your juices, man. Don't be out here spilling it just because you feel like you need to. There's no need of spilling your juices every single night or every two nights. Or Why? One, it helps you. It helps you think better. It makes you stronger. It just makes you have a different vigor. It just... It's good for you. Second, women can tell when your nuts is heavy and you you don't be releasing. They can tell. I know that sounds funny, but women can tell when your nuts is heavy. And they can tell when it's empty, too. Because I'm talking to the men right now. How many 
of you have busted early in the morning and then the rest of your day was bad. You bust early in the afternoon and now your your plans in the afternoon and the nighttime got canceled. I'm being honest, how many of you have went through that? A lot. It's because that's your life force. And guess what? I've been practicing this retention and it's like it's like they could sense it. I just have them coming up talking to me. And obviously I'm low first and foremost. So it doesn't affect me, but it's just a different aura. And I have a different type of energy about me. I'm able to wake up early, stay up late at night, and not be tired because guess what? I'm not out here wasting my life source. Do you know when you just when you bust, that's equivalent of like you eating three eggs and five steaks or something like that? Don't quote me on that, but it's a lot of just energy, protein that it takes to make that. And come on, guys, if we want to be great, it starts with us. Stop blaming women. Yes, hypergamy is a real thing, but if you a top dude, you're not going to be worried about your girl leaving. If she leave, she downgrading. It's not on you. If your girl leaves, she's downgrading. So how does that affect you? You have more of the flock to get to. And that's how you get to that abundance mindset. Law of attraction. Because if you worried about your girl leaving and there's not going to be any more for me, that's a scarcity mindset. And guess what? It's going to come true. There's not going to be no more girls when your girl leave. How many of you seen when a dude gets divorced and that was everything and then he just becomes a sad dude after that? Because he had a scarcity mindset. So the women run from him. But a dude who seems like he has more than enough women, guess what? They're attracted to that. They can sense that. That's why I tell my girl, I said, sometimes you be, you become a little bit less attracted to me because you can't feel you can't smell fish anymore. I start to let myself go a little bit. I start to not be as ambitious. She don't smell the fish on me anymore. Before I was a fisherman and I was catching all types of fish, and that will, that's what attracted her to me. Not the fact that I was catching a fish, but I just smelled like fish, the pheromones. And now that I'm not catching fish, she don't smell the fish on me anymore. That's why, men, you always have to be on your shit. We, you realize, most men, we don't really care about money. It's just like video game points to us. We just want to get the highest score. What happens with the money? We don't care. That's why you see a lot of guys, they let their women handle the finances because they're like, I made the money. You handle the money. I don't care about the money. You handle the money. That's your job. I don't care. Go buy whatever you want. Go spend whatever you want. Unless, you know, he's a finance major or something. But we just want to get the high score. So that should be your old, your driving factor is try to get the high score. There's no such thing as the one gentleman. I I think, yes, we should rebuild families. That that's my That's one of my driving forces. I believe that we should start rebuilding families. We should start uh, investing in our kids more than we do. It's a shame that people are scared to get married because they're like, ah, we could get divorced. It could go bad. But we should be more nervous to have kids. That's a responsibility of the world. I know people out here who have five, six, seven kids, and they're not doing nothing for their kids. But then they was nervous to get married. 
We have a backward ass girl. We have a backward ass world where you can have as many baby mamas, baby dads as you want, and nobody look down on you. But if you get divorced, the world's like, damn, they must be a bad person. If you come into marriage looking for a divorce, you're going to get it. Let's rebuild the homes, man. It's up to us. We the leaders. I know I'm not against feminism. I'm for equal opportunity for everybody. Equal opportunity is what I said. Not equal outcome because, you know, there's factors in that that come to the outcome. But equal opportunity for everybody, I'm with that. But at the end of the day, we set the standard for everything. Whenever a a family is not working how it's supposed to and there's a lot of negative energy in there, it's because the man ain't handling his business. It's just plain and simple. The man has to handle his business and the woman will follow. And the kids will follow the woman. The man is supposed to be out there getting the bread. The woman is supposed to, if you don't want to stay home, you don't have to. But I'm saying... Women should stay home and raise the kids because raising your kids is more important than having a little bit more money. I know now it's getting a little harder because inflation and all that. But that's what we should strive for is ha- give our women the opportunity to raise our kids. If you look back back to when we had tribes and we, you know, was living out in the, in the plains and everything. The men was out hunting. And the women were in the little village raising the kids and the little girl stayed with the woman but once a little boy got a certain age he went with the men and got raised by the men and that is what's happening that's the problem we don't have enough men being taught by men and that's why if you watching this i'm i advise every single man to Try to be a man, a leader for your fellow man, for your fellow people that's looking at you. You have young gentlemen looking up to you. If you're 25, you got young kids looking up to you. If you want it or not. Whether it's your kids, whether it's your siblings, whether it's just a kid that, you know, your cousin. People is looking at you and they they need some sort of guidance because a lot of us don't have it. I had to go and find mentors to get me where I was at because I, my mom did the best she could, but there were certain things she couldn't teach me. She couldn't teach me how to pick up women. She couldn't teach me how to go after my goal as a man, how to be the head of my household as a man. I had to learn that stuff myself. And that's what I mean. We have to take uh, responsibility for things we're not at fault for. But the bad thing about responsibility is you're accountable now. And nobody wants to be accountable. And that's what we see, especially through the social media age. That's why we got all these people talking crazy on the internet. You'll say somebody like, oh, that's why your grandma did or something. Or, you know, that's why your your auntie missing a leg. Or, you know, how smack you. You know, 99% of those people would not be saying that to that person in their face. But why can they say it on social media? Because nobody's holding them accountable. Unless you're famous and then they could dig up old tweets from 10 years ago. But we halfway through the show. It's the Red Pill Experience with YF Dizzy. 
if you know if you watching please give a thumbs up please just share it costs zero dollars and i appreciate every single bit of support that i get shout out to my boy jay king in the comments shout out to jay in the comments i know you see the crypto booming shout out to my mom in the comments and shout out to my lady watching on facebook she made a facebook just to watch my show which is i appreciate the support it does not go unnoticed but with that being said, I'm going to take a quick little intermission, a quick little song out my playlist. This is not my regular studio, so, you know, give me a little second. I got to put something in there for y'all. And I just, I, I want to vibe today. I'm feeling good. It's a good day. My energy is up. My vibes is up. Oh, I got a new whip. So, life is going good. Find out what my baby's going to be next week. I'm living life. But if you're liking the show, yeah, just give a thumbs up, share, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, yeah, subscribe. And, yeah, this is episode 11 of the Red Pill Experience. When we get back, I want to get into a little bit of political stuff. I'm not on either side, but I just want to point out some things, just, you know, just to be fair. Because, you know, that's all I'm going to say. Be right back. Yo, yo, yo. I think I made it, man. I be feeling like I made it. <laughs> yeah. It was a red pill experience. Why if dizzy? I'm in this thing. Feeling a little good. Got my little white cup. Got it from Target. Got the little tag on it. Got some drink in there. But yeah, let's let's get to it. So I'ma say this. A enemy who shows his true intentions is better. Than an ally who really has, you know, fake love. And let me say why. Because the first, I know where I stand. If you if you tell me you don't fuck with me, I know you don't fuck with me. So guess what? We don't got to interact. I don't got to be friends with you. Why? You don't fuck with me. So cool. But then you have people who will fake love you to death. And those are even more dangerous because... With the people you know that don't fuck with you, cool. You can still even do business with them. You'd be like, hey, I'll sell you this. Money there, the boom, boom, boom. But people who show fake love is going to be entitled because they feel like they're your friend, but at the same time, they don't like you. You never know where you truly stand with them. But what am I talking about? I'm talking about Trump versus Biden. With Trump, we know who Trump is. He is, you know, borderline racist. It's not. I'm not here to argue that. He has some some rhetoric against Hispanics about, you know, the border, the wall, all that. True. I know where I stand with him. I'm Mexican. I'm Hispanic. I know where I stand with him. But I do agree with certain things that he was putting in line. And that's why I show my support for him from time to time. I didn't vote. Let that be said, I didn't vote because I, I still feel like they're two sides of the same coin, but I didn't vote. But then we have Biden. This man made it seem like he was for the color people. You know, he had Hispanics back and he was here to change things. And what happened as soon as he went into office? Nothing. He removed every single executive order that Trump did in one signature. Which some of them was actually good. You might dislike the guy, but certain things that he was doing were good. But besides that, 
let let's um we have to look at the facts. How has the world been since Biden has been in office? Do you feel like it's gotten better or worse? Cuz me personally, I feel like it's gotten noticeably worse so fast. Which is kind of like scary because what, we're like 2 3 months in. That makes me a little nervous. We have this man who's supposed to be the, the the leader of the free world, but can't even climb up some stairs. And this is where most of y'all voted because Orange Man was bad, but now we see this man don't even remember where he has a press conference, let alone being, uh, oh, the word for women upgrading is hypergamy, H-I-P-E-R. Me, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, this man can't even climb up some stairs, so it has me very, very nervous. But two months in, let's look as soon as he got in, war started. Trump, we have to compare. Trump signed a whole bunch of pre peace treaties with Israel, he went to North Korea, actually shook the uh, King Jong un's hand, and you know, made a peace treaty between Palestine and Israel and seemed to like even things out over there. And yes, we had the little small little scuffle with Iran, but that didn't turn into anything. Troops weren't over there fighting and putting their lives in danger. But two first first couple weeks, drones drone strikes started on. It could be, you know, people who's trying to cause us harm. It could be innocent people. A lot of innocent people get caught up in drone strikes because it's just a missile at a building. So that started back up. Gas prices going through the roof, man. I have a little tank and it's hurting my pocket. And I know y'all is hurting too, but this is only two months in. And this has caused the pipeline that we were getting our oil from was shut down so not only is our gas prices going up but thousands of people thousands of americans lost jobs and guess what it's not even more economical or safer for the environment because we're getting our oil from back from overseas again and that has to come on a boat and then that that has to go on a train and then that has to go through a, a truck transporting so it's added a couple of more steps that we wouldn't have before. So that's why the gas prices started. And the mass shootings started again. And I know they are going to be like, oh, don't be insensitive. I'm not being insensitive. But we have to look at things how they are. So at this point in time, it's 20 years later. We can agree that 9-11 was not what it was shown to be. How can a whole building burn down? But the passports from the plane that exploded still remained. Why did the Pentagon get hit with a plane that disintegrated a day or a week after they announced their, the government lost trillions of dollars? The building itself had a huge insurance policy taken out like a month before. And it was just a lot of stuff that was done. So it's not out the question of possibilities that the government orchestrated something like that. And why am I saying that? The shooting started again. And as soon as it started, what did they say? 
We have to take the ARs. Nobody needs an AR. Well, this is the thing. The Second Amendment was put in not because we need guns to shoot or protect, you know, to shoot animals or to protect our house. The Second Amendment was put in place to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government, meaning a government who is going outside the rules to get things done. And what's a big thing of conflict right now? This vaccine. 80% of people are saying they're not going to take it. It's an experimental vaccine. Nothing is being done. It, you're not immune after it. You still got to wear your mask. And you can still get people sick. So what purpose does the vaccine have? The FDA never approved it. And, it, and the CDC says it gives you an immunity for a specific uh, disease, but you've been told multiple times you can still get sick after you, you're shot. But besides that, people don't want to take it. So if your government comes into your house trying to force you to take it, what's the one thing you have to protect yourself? A gun. Y'all remember Hong Kong, right? Y'all remember how they was protesting because they had a tyrannical government. And guess what? They had no way of protecting themselves. They didn't have no guns. They have like bats and stuff. But even that is almost borderline illegal. Same thing in Australia. And that's when people support the Second Amendment. That's what we're trying to avoid. And this is what I tell people all the time. If every single person in America had a gun and knew how to use it, was properly trained, there would be less mass shootings. And how does that make sense? More guns, less mass shootings? Because if I'm in a room right now and it's full of people and I try to pull out a gun and try to shoot everybody, guess what? Everybody else in the room is armed. And I'm not going to last long shooting because everybody else could take me down. Same thing with fighting. If we taught all our kids to fight but have control, there would be less fighting why because you're not just gonna be we, there will be less bullies let me say that because you're not gonna have one bully who's stronger than everybody else is just gonna be bullying because everybody else knows how to fight too and same thing with guns if everybody has a gun nobody's gonna be pulling that out willy-nilly and why the, and let me get back to it this is a false flag uh, just so blatantly news from different cities have the same exact headline a huge uptick in um in mass shootings is uh, all-time high exact word for word it's it's getting very blatant and we have people who don't even want to look at it that and i think that's my biggest problem it's not the people that don't know because they don't know they don't they don't know but i i know people for fact who will not look at stuff like this. They will not look at child trafficking. They will not look into the the, the government doing bad stuff. They will not look into these these little clubs with lodges. They, they won't look into any of that even though it's all real. We have literal emails where the president and secretaries and have emailed back and forth about hot dogs and pizzas spending Upwards of 45000 on hot dogs and pizzas. For those that don't know, 
Hot dogs and pizzas are code words for little boys and little girls. You could go Google this yourself. Look up pedo code words and it will pop up. But guess what? Most of us is too afraid of our reality breaking down. We're comfortable living how we is. I'll take the vaccine. I don't want to cause ruckus. Let me just wear this mask. Even though it's not doing no job, you can still smell a fart when you're wearing a mask. What do you think a virus with smaller particles than a fart is going to happen? But if you want to wear your mask, do it. But don't. If you wear it and you know it's wrong and you know it doesn't do anything, compliance is a slippery slope. Because first, just wear the mask, man. What's the big deal? Just wear the mask. And then next is just take the shot, man. What's the big deal? Just take the shot. And then what's next? Man, just take the chip. It's not a big deal. It's very convenient. What's the problem with you? Why are you trying to make a big deal out about, out about the small thing? It's a slippery slope. And this is the indoctrination that's coming down. I just, I don't know. I just want people to be open. You don't necessarily got to believe everything that I say. I just want you to be open to it. Just be open to it. Research it. You don't got to believe it. Go look for yourself. And that is more preferable than you just believing what's coming out of my mouth. Go look for yourself and you will see. Go, duck, duck, go. Because you know Google is one of the big powers. And here's something about Google. Google CPU is called Adreno. The CPU that runs Chrome is called Adreno. Adreno Chrome. What is Adreno Chrome? Adreno Chrome is a certain type of drug that the elite get kind of like Monsters, Inc. They scare little children before they, you know, they ask them. And then they drink their blood and it gives them Apparently, the biggest high that you could get. But people don't want to look into that. This is real life. This happens. Why do you think the Amber Alerts have gone up so much since Biden has gotten into office? Because and Trump might be part of the same club. I don't know. I'm just saying, pointing out the, the differences. Amber Alerts have gone through the roof. And outside wasn't even fully open yet. Amber Alerts have gone through the roof and they getting them kids. But guess what? If we all realized what they was doing and took part in stopping them or real, actually having awareness and looking at the signs, looking at the symbols and being aware, you don't got to focus on it every day because that is also negative. You're addicted to to fear porn at some point and you just looking for what's next what what's some more negative stuff who's in this group who has certain tattoos who's doing the the cover of the eye who's holding up the 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 three fingers that's bad too but be live your life but be aware to what's going on man it's not that hard but i'm coming to the end of the show i didn't really get through everything i was gonna say I will say though, get some crypto. That's that's my my tip of the day is get some crypto. It's still very early. The market cap, which means the value of the entire thing I'm about to say, the market cap for the entire crypto market is less than the market cap of Apple, one company. Crypto is going to be the money of the future. And yes, they do have bad plans with it 
but you could get rich in the process. You can't start a revolution being broke. Go ahead. They they building this money up. We still early. Go ahead and get you some of this money so we could build build a village together, buy some land, actually have some reinforcements or some. Cause guess what? If we're broke and dumb, they're gonna win. And who's they? Most of us know who they is. If you don't know, go watch a couple of movies. Go look at some videos. Go research. Go read some books. Ralph Waldo Emerson. NWO. Look look that book up. NWO Ralph Waldo Emerson. And in that book it says exactly what is happening. First, they broke they took the fathers out the house, then they broke up the family, and then they oversexualized our society. And they're getting rid of morals. And that's how you break down a society. That's what happened in Rome. And that's what's happening now. But that is it for me. Go ahead and research everything I say. This is Y of Dizzy. Red Pill Experience. Check out my new song with my boy Lero King Malik. Get rich. I am out. Peace.